What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Southwestern Michigan College has been awarded a $2 million grant to expand its nursing program and partner with Andrews University to help nursing students earn a bachelor's degree. SMC Provost Dave Fleming tells us the funds come from the state of Michigan's office of 60 by 30. The state of Michigan asked community colleges to find an appropriate partner to help build these bridges between the RN programs and the BSN programs. So Andrews has been a good partner for a number of other things, but this specific program will start because of this grant. The state's 60 by 30 goal is to increase the number of working age adults with a skill certificate or college degree to 60 percent by the year 2030. SMC applied for the grant in July and was notified in November of the award. Fleming says the funds will be spent over the next three years to boost recruiting into the nursing program and prepare students for the Andrews University program. Really, a lot of this is about getting our students better prepared to go to the BSN program at Andrews. So some of the money is going towards having an additional kind of staff person who can help students navigate that journey because it's not always an easy one to understand, support some tutoring. Fleming says a lot of health care providers are looking for nurses with a higher level of education beyond registered nurses. The new program starts in the fall of 2024. You can find out more about SMC's nursing program at our website, wsjm.com. Benton Township trustees have approved a special use permit for a new development that will feature vacation cabins for rent. Speaking at a meeting this week, Township Building official Chris Fuchs said the owner of B&Z Excavating has plans to turn property at 4545 Territorial into short-term rentals. They're combining three large parcels, total acreage approaching 30 acres, and putting in a resort community of short-term rental small cabins. The Planning Commission took a look at it, it sounds like, and it looks like a very interesting project. The Planning Commission came back with a couple of requests and their recommendation unanimously to approve this. The Planning Commission requested a 30-foot buffer setback on the property and that the property remain under one owner. They also sought a site plan. The developers say they picture the cabins being useful in the summer for visitors to southwest Michigan looking for accommodations for a couple of days at a time. They're planning to call the development Sandblocks Resort in honor of the property's legacy as a sand pit and block factory. Trustee Linda Scarborough said she's excited for the development adding it's a good fit for the Millburg area. A number of hospitals around the country have re-implemented mask mandates for visitors as they see increasing numbers of flu, RSV, and COVID cases this winter. We asked Corwell Health South in St. Joseph if they have plans to do the same. Chief Medical Officer Dr. Robert Nolan tells us they look at the issue every week, and for now, there is no mask mandate locally. We are currently at the same threshold we've been for most of the upper respiratory season, which is a combination this year of RSV, COVID, and influenza, mostly influenza A. And right now, we are not requiring visitors to mask. We are highly recommending that if you have any symptoms, that you mask for the safety of yourself and patients. We're recommending if you have any symptoms really to try to avoid the hospital because we certainly don't want to spread anything unnecessarily throughout the hospital or anything else along that line. Nolan says the hospitals in St. Joseph and Niles are at capacity, but not necessarily because of patients with respiratory illness. 
If Corwell determines respiratory illness cases reach high enough levels, then there could be a mask rule for the sake of patients and staff. Nolan says if the rules change, the community will be notified. He adds anyone who wants to wear a mask while visiting can certainly do so and again asks those who are sick or not feeling well to stay away from the hospital or at least mask up. Hospitals in Chicago are telling visitors to mask up and Memorial Hospital in Elkhart General in Indiana returned to masking rules in late December. South Haven's new mayor, Annie Brown, has been sworn in along with her colleagues on the city council. At their Monday meeting, Brown and council members Mary Hosley, Letitia Wilkins, and Jeff Arnold took the oath of office. Commissioner Joe Reeser said he's looking forward to a new year and a new council. I hope the new mix of city council persons and I hope our new mayor, we all work together to make changes and become more resident-centric. Basically, that means we want to do more for all of you. We exist to serve you. Mayor Brown said she stands on the shoulders of giants. She cited one issue as a top priority. We will work diligently to implement policies that encourage the development of affordable housing options for all income levels, ensuring that South Haven is a place that families of all backgrounds can call home. From cashier to CEO, from 18-year-olds busing tables to retirees on fixed incomes. Brown added attracting and retaining businesses is another major goal. The City Council named Reeser as Mayor Pro Tem and Mary Hosley as the Council's addition to the Planning Commission. That took former Planning Commissioner George Sleeper by surprise. He said he was blindsided to lose that appointment. Starting today and continuing through late February, people have a chance to check out local restaurants while benefiting the United Way of Southwest Michigan. The United Way's Aaron Glasky tells us Dine United is back for a second run. On specific days throughout the next couple of months, different restaurants will donate a portion of their proceeds to United Way. You can look on our website. We have them all listed, so different dates. So it's a great way to maybe dine at restaurants you've never been to or your local favorites. Everyone needs to eat, and it's a great way to support the restaurant and also local nonprofit. Glasky says Dine United debuted in 2019 with restaurants throughout southwest Michigan showing support for the United Way. We have lots of great restaurants in our community that are always looking to give back, and we just really hope it's kind of a mutual relationship that we can help them and they, they in return help us. There are 22 total establishments taking part in the program. It all starts today with the Sandbar and Grill in St. Joe. We have the full schedule for Dine United at our website, wsjm.com. More than a year after he was hired, Benton Township Police Chief Greg Abrams now has a contract. At the Tuesday meeting of the Benton Township Board of Trustees, members approved a contract for the chief, noting it had been held up by arbitration issues due to another candidate filing a grievance. Township Supervisor Kathy Yates told us she's glad that it's resolved. I'm so pleased that we're finally done with that process and that our chief is in place and our community is safe. When Abrams, a former sergeant with the Township Police Department, was hired in December of 2022, he said he wanted to address gun violence and the opioid epidemic. Since starting as chief, he's worked to hire more officers, something Yates says has been very helpful. His salary as chief will be $97,000 a year plus benefits. The contract runs through the end of 2027. There are still some Michigan residents in Japan who experienced the earthquake earlier this week, away from the epicenter, thankfully. Lauren Donovan of Northville, which is outside of Detroit, was with her family at a hotel in Kyoto, and they felt the hotel sway. I mean, there's probably swaying back and forth five feet. We looked out the window and we could see the, the hotels and buildings across the street uh, 
you know, severely swaying back and forth, but they're made for that. And, you know, right after uh, we called the front desk and they said it was fine to ride the elevator, um, it wasn't as big of a deal to them as what we what we felt. Donovan says they actually looked up what to do in an earthquake situation on Google. Kalamazoo College is waiting to hear from eight students studying abroad in Japan. We're told the students were not near where the powerful earthquake hit. Michigan's largest energy provider says it is adding more clean energy to its portfolio. David Hicks is the vice president of clean energy development for Consumers Energy and told us more. 200 megawatt wind farm. It consists of 72 uh, wind turbines. And we completed construction of the project on December 29th. Hicks said the wind farm will power 80,000 homes and businesses. Located in Middleton, a few miles west of U.S. 127 between St. John's and Ithaca, Hicks says the project will not disrupt any nearby farmland and will contribute to the four other wind projects currently across the state. The holiday season has officially wrapped up, but if you're holding on to the fun by keeping your Christmas tree up, that could be a fire hazard. State Fire Marshal Kevin Selmeyer says most live Christmas trees have been up for at least five weeks, and by this time of the year, they're probably very dry. Yeah, I think it's a good time to uh, make sure that trees are taken down this time of year. Um, the holidays are over. I know that uh, for a lot of folks, they want to enjoy it as long as they can. Um, but a real tree um, is literally drying out every day. Um, and as that tree continues to dry out, um, it does become more flammable. Selmeyer says the good news is that we've had very few Christmas tree fires in all parts of Michigan this year. We should soon know the name of the winner of the giant Powerball jackpot from this weekend, but state lawmakers are working on legislation that would allow winners of multi-state lotteries to stay anonymous. State Representative Pat Outman sponsored the bill. He told us it would allow Powerball and Mega Millions winners to avoid threats, scams, or harassments by staying anonymous. In today's digital age, maintaining privacy and ensuring personal safety has become you know, really paramount concerns. With the, the advent of the Internet and social media platforms, it has been it's become rather uh, incredibly easy for anyone to access per- personal information. If the legislation is passed, Michigan would join 11 other states that allow winners to stay anonymous. A bomb threat led to the closure of the state capitol in Lansing on Wednesday, as Michigan was one of six states to receive similar threats, later deemed not credible. According to Michigan State Police investigators, a threat was emailed to a general account for the Michigan State Capitol Commission around 7.45 Wednesday morning. The building was evacuated and searched as a precaution, and an investigation remains ongoing. State lawmakers are scheduled to return to open session next week. CNN has released its list of the top 24 places in the world to visit in the new year, and Michigan made the cut. Arthur Marnie Hunter wants people to head up north specifically Traverse City. Quoting the article, Hunter says, Refreshing, unsalty Lake Michigan lures boatloads of tourists in summer, but the shoreline, quaint towns, and rolling countryside of northwest Michigan have plenty to offer year-round. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.